0: This is a Demon FM podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Reese Bailey, the deputy station manager for Demon FM. And today I'm very lucky to be interviewing a local Leicester artist, Ricky Smith. Hello, Ricky. Hello. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm all good, thank you. Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the initial uh, speed bumps we had in setting this up, we're all good. Yeah. So, Ricky, tell us, a, tell us a little bit about yourself, as you know, as a
1: musician. Yeah, I call me, my name is a Digital Blonde, what I go under. And I've been a producer, always been in Leicester. I've been a producer since about 1986, 1987. And uh, it's just dance music, really. Really sort of deep trance music that I'm doing. But just recently... I've had a couple of albums out and I've gone into the 80s synthwave side of it but trying to mix it with sort of today's big club sound if you know what I mean so yeah and they've done really well and I'm just working on a new album now it should be done in about a month hopefully it'll be released sort of this summer which is the albums that I'm doing one with the first one we're called Neon the second one called Neon 2 and obviously this is Neon 3 and yeah so looking forward to that really Although there is no club scene at the minute to try them out in, yeah. so <laughs> we're just sort of working in the studio all the time. Yeah. I mean, sort of, uh, what is it about, you know, synth sort of
0: electronic trance music that you love? Sort of, when did you first discover it? I've
1: always loved it, right from a kid, right from being into uh, sort of sci-fi films and that, growing up, you always get this sort of electronic soundtrack with these sort of things, and It's always been there. It's right from the eighties. You know, you had sort of house music that that was all electronic, and then it went into the rave scene, which I was part of. That was like late eighties, early nineties. Always sort of electronic music, and um, it sort of got lost for a while. You know, the trans scene, the trans music in itself is sort of really getting really fluffy and poppy, and Mm. it's losing its underground sort of scene, its sound. But the '80s synthwave sounds gone really popular again, sort of lately. Mm. I mean, I, I've always been into it, but I think it was I watched the um, Stranger Things, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the, the old soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack more or less made that program. It was it was really synthesized, it, you know, it had that big synthwave riff at the beginning, yeah. and I just sort of thought to myself, I need to bring it back to life, you know, get it back into the clubs nowadays and mix it with what I'm doing. Because you, you couldn't really play a synthwave track in a club. It wouldn't work. It was sort of just sci-fi sort of mm. sounds. But that's what I've tried to do. So still keeping the trans beats and the trans sound, I've added sort of synthwave elements to it. And it, it done really well. The the first Neon album got Album of the Month in the Mix Mag magazine, and it went sort of straight to number one in the Beatport sales charts which is where all the dance music sold and then neon 2 that did the same that went, he got album of the month in mix mag and that went to number one as well Amazing. yeah but makes it harder for me because every time i do another neon album i have to better the last one so <laughs> you know it makes it really hard in the mm. studio but i mean some of the songs on there are nearly 18 minutes long Yeah, I've had a listen through
0: to your album, um, both of them, and both I really vibed with personally, Uh, Fantasium and Levanta particularly. I I don't know why, I just was listening to them, and my head was bobbing, and I just really enjoyed listening to them.
1: I like to create a a sort of visual fantasy with these albums, where if you're a DJ, you could sort of mix the Neon albums together and literally create worlds you know like in your mind and stuff that's that's how i try and do it i think that's what trans music is anyway you should be able to just lose yourself in it you know just Mm. put it on chill out whatever i mean you can dance to it in a club and stuff but you could also bit on just relaxing put it on I, i do a lot of deep stuff so a lot of slow type stuff but then it builds up to the faster stuff but always putting different sounds effects in there to try and get you know, like audio visuals going on. You know, I put a lot of angels in there. There's one song on Neon 2, which is one hour long. Yes. And, but that is not a dance track. That is literally, you're just supposed to put that on, put your headphones on. It's got everything in there. It's got rain in there. It's got animal sound effects. It's got astronauts, spaceships, anything I can think of, I'll just throw it in there. It's sort of like, Trying to make a film, you know, but without anything to look at, it's, it's about using your imagination. I reckon, just putting it on, listening to it, and see where it takes you. So that's what I try and do. I had messages. I had one message once. Off, it come from Australia. Mm. It, it was just a crazy message. It it was off this girl in australia and she went um i've been really ill and i've had all this treatment and that and i'm better now but if it weren't for this you know this hour-long thing that you john double fleming i don't think i'd have got through it and i'm like wow wonderful you see that's priceless i don't care if you're not selling music that you you can buy that you know what i mean that's that's what music's about
0: that's yeah. basically answered the question that I had planned where I was going to ask, what do you want your audience to get out of it? You know, to dance or relax or to go on a sort of little mental adventure. And you, you've just yeah. basically brilliantly sort of predicted that. So that's really wonderful to hear because that was the effect that. I found personally listening through some songs I was you know I was happy to sit back on sit back and relax to with a, yeah. with a cup of coffee or yeah. something some of them my feet were tapping and I had a little shimmy to <laughs> that for, especially for sort of music where vocals and lyrics are, are mostly absent it's more about personally I find letting it take you on a little journey in, a, in, yeah. in an adventure
1: so that really really comes through that's what I try and do with the neons and even with the covers you know if you look at the covers of them there's a lot of work and thought going to them as well I mean I've got an artist that does all the covers for me, so Whenever you see sort of a synthwave picture, and it, it's always to do with 80s, supercars and stuff. Not you know, the Lamborghini. Discs. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the neon covers, all it is is a back of a Lamborghini going forward. So that's where your imagination starts. It's like every album, the car, it's going to go on a different journey. Mm. You know, it's like, where's it going? Where, where's it going this time? You, you sort of put the album on. Whereas before that, before I'd done the Neon albums, I'd done an album called The Witches. Mm. So I had to get really dark with that, you know what I mean? That's not, uh, it's like, it's got witch chants in it, it's more more scary sort of sounds, but still banging sort of club stuff. Mm. You know, because there's such a, like a big, different sounds in the club scene, Mm. there's all these different genres, whereas it never used to be like that, so... Because I'm, I sort of like most of them, I try and mix them. I mean, mm. I do like the, the deeper techno stuff and then it goes into the more hands in the air, trancey stuff. Yeah. But then I like the side trance stuff where, you know, like with the, with the forest parties and the, mm. the really big parties, you know. And, and some of these parties, you have thousands of people there and stuff. Mm. it's a really big scene at the minute well well it is it will get back to normal again you know but and that's that's a good part of it as well you know like if you get in a club you can try your track out or hear it being played you know is this working is it not working sort of i've sort of worked with a few people through the years as well i've I've done remixes for um, chicane you know, faithless. Oh wow! So, okay. and I've sort of because i come out of the rave scene. You know, a lot of bands come big from the rave scene. You, you know, you got like the Prodigy. Mm. You got like Orbital. It was all because of the rave scene. They just sort of stuck with it. That's all you can do. Just, just, just stick with it and keep making stuff. So yeah. So I've, Neon Free is going to have about eighteen tracks on it, I reckon. Wow! And then. Um, like I say, some of them are really long, but I don't mean for them to be long when I start writing them. It's just out of the go. A lot of lot of producers, well, you got to get it in six minutes, you know, and then you do like a, you got to do a three and a half minute edit, and mm. I, sometimes you can't get all oh, what's in your brain into six minutes. It takes no. longer. You know, you can't get a film in six minutes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, but in in the future, I probably would have a go at working with a vocalist. It, it's just a because I never have worked with a vocalist, Mm. I always use a keyboard to fill that space. So I sort of get the keyboards to do the singing for me, if you know what I mean. But that would be a project in the future. Try and make something that is crossover, that could probably chart Mm. without going too cheesy, but it could still sort of stay underground as well. But it would be sort of finding a vocalist who could do this sort of stuff you know because i'm no good at writing vocals at all because like, i've never had mm. to do it no, I've just, of course. and i've got a few cover tracks on neon free as well i've remade the classic 80s song fade to gray right Yes. Wizard. Uh, so i've done my own version of that which is going to be on neon free and there was a classic 70s disco electronic record by a band called space and the tracks called magic fly so i've sort of remixed that so it's all good, yeah. It's I'm just finished. I'm in the studio working on it now.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, what has it been
0: like working through a pandemic? How has the creative and production mm. process been for you?
1: Well, it's it sort of... I mean, I'm lucky, I suppose, because I've got my studio at home. Mm. I always have done. I've always, right from being, like, really young, I've always had my studio at home. I need to have it at home because... Some people they'll have studios in units, and they have to travel to them. And yeah. I know a couple of producers that have not been able to get there, and so it stopped them working. I know a lot of DJs. I mean, I I work alongside a DJ called John Double Fleming, who's really like big, famous DJ, and he's mm. he, he's not done nothing. I he's not even been out of the house. I know a lot of sort of really big DJs. That, The driving for Iceland now, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like it's the scene's sort of really gone bad at the minute, but same with a lot of stuff. But for me, it's not really changed. I'm in here most nights making music anyway, so Mm. it's just sort of been normal for me, really, I suppose. Well, not normal, but as normal as it can be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, has it sort of helped you in the sense that obviously being in a lockdown? You're forced to stay at home anyway. Is the fact that you've been sort of trapped at home been conductive to helping produce the new album or or detrimental? Does uh, that make sense? Was it helpful to be sort of forced to stay at home the whole
1: time with the album to focus on? It sort of... Like I said, I'm always in the studio anyway, really. Unless, unless I'm doing a gig or, or something somewhere, I don't really... Go out anyway I, I find I have to sort of stay in here. This is where I, I work. I'm I'm in the studio all the time. Yeah, we did. Um, as I say, I work with DJ John Double O Fleming. We we have this sort of we do music together as well. It's a different project. We called Double db D B. We'd wrote an album, and that should have come out last year. But the Double db project is a, a live thing. Oh. What what it is with that? We'll release an album and then we'll go to these festivals and stuff, and we'll, we'll play it on stage, we'll do it. So because we had it also there was a lot of gigs booked for us last year. You know, like we had like Australia, America. Oh, wow. All, 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 all because of the release of this album. And it just sort of, it's still not been released now. He, he spoke to me the other day and he's sort of mm. saying, well, realistically, we're going to put the release back of this album to 2022. Because hopefully everything really is back to normal yeah. then, you know what I mean? And it's like... But people, there's there's been some good music come out of this lockdown thing and a lot of different ideas. Mm. I mean, I was watching New Year's Eve. I love an artist called Jean-Michel Jarre mm. and New Year's Eve, he he done a concert, a live concert from the, the cathedral in... Um, Paris, you know, the big cathedral that sort of... Notre and, Dame. Yeah, yeah, from there. he literally done a live concert without being there. And it, it was amazing. With all the visuals he was using, light shows, he even had an audience there that weren't real. Mm. And it, it was, like, really good. And you could see a lot more visuals that he wouldn't have been able to do if he was there mm. because, because it was all sort of fake and, yeah, but really good. And a lot of the big dance parties now doing it online... You know, like you got your yeah. Tomorrowland and that mm. in Belgium. They've been doing stuff online. It's just, I think people are just getting on with it the best they can. But but another good thing about the Neon albums is it's not so much that they are full-on club albums mm. and that's where you've got to go to enjoy them. They're more, you can just sit back and listen to them. So you can listen to the Neon albums at home anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I said, it's like a visual thing. Yeah, so hopefully it'll all come back to normal and, well, it should do and we'll all be back to going out again.
0: <laughs> I think it'll come back stronger. You know, it's the first thing people are going to want to do, I think, is to go out, get a bit wild, yeah, yeah. a bit of fun. <laughs> Especially because yeah. the other day my friend sent through uh, an image of... Of people partying and clubbing in Australia. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. In the group, we're all like, oh, we're we're all triggered. We're all upset. That's where we want to be. So I think, yeah, if anything, despite that, you know, the creative industries, especially in the UK, have been, you know, of course, sort of diminished because of the pandemic, but also arguably the government haven't prioritized or considered looking out for the creative industries, which. You know It's one of our biggest exports As an yeah. country, You know Not not just music But you know Acting And video games And, and theatre
1: It's a big industry Ain't it it's, Absolutely. it's everything It's I mean there is It's like um, The people in that I mean When you look at some of these Big events You know With the lighting And the staging mm. And the, the, everything The catering it, It's all It's all them people That are missing out It's the whole thing Ain't it It's yeah. crazy But there's, there's warehouses that are just full of uh, flight cases that are full of lights, speakers, and, mm. you know, that are normally being put up at concerts and yeah. stuff. They're just not doing anything. And, you know, I like, am suppose I'm lucky because I've, I've got a daytime job as well. Yeah. You know, I work for the local sort of council, but so I've sort of been working through it anyway. But mm. if music was my only income or whatever, I'd have been it should have gone wrong (laughs) you know because there's nothing i mean people don't buy music anymore now really anyway you making music now is all sort of for love because yeah when you tell people oh yeah the album it's gone to number one it it don't mean anything really it takes about two three hundred (laughs) sales it's not like the old days where you need like thousands of sales it's yeah you know and it's more about how many itch you get on YouTube and yeah. that now. It's, it's a different world from when I started years ago. You know, like, I mean, when I started, it was literally 12-inch vinyl records. Yeah. You used to drive around England with them in boxes, taking them <laughs> to the shops yourself and taking them into nightclubs yourself. Yeah. I used to, all the time, we used to go to the university, you know, the student union parties. Yeah. I think we used to go to, is um, it Leicester Union? It used to be called Mega. It was on, on a Friday night mm. in the, the big room there. We used Tech Records in there. De Montfort University. I've been to a couple of raves in there. Yeah, Like, really good rooms and really good atmospheres. Mm. So you take your new records in there, spin them, just save the work, and it's all different. It's a different sort of lifestyle now. It's
0: A lot you know, has changed it, in the past, I suppose, decade
1: alone, really, in terms of music. Oh, it's, and, yeah, it's gone crazy. Like the old days, how would that to finish writing a song in the studio and then i would pack all my keyboards up in the car take it to a recording studio then you have it recorded and then put it on an old reel-to-reel tape or whatever and then you'd send that to a pressing company to have actual record printed up and then you'd have to post them out to djs now i can do it all within hour hour and a half i can can just finish the track and post it straight to the dj he's got it in sort of 10 minutes yes (laughs) he's playing it in a club the same night you've made it if you know how to read it's crazy and it yeah but it's it's all good
0: (laughs) as you say i suppose that as you say now it's a passion and labor of love type thing so long as you Despite how much the sort of methodology of, of, you know, producing it and how it's accessed has changed, so long as people are still
1: listening to it and enjoying it, I suppose oh, yeah. a, a reward in itself. I mean, that's what music is for. It was never invented to earn money with. It was invented for people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And, you know, and it, that's what it's for. It, and I don't reckon I'd be able to live without making it. It's just yeah. something that I do. I've done it for the last 30 some year it's it's just normal for me now to be writing music. Mm. I only think there's something going wrong when I'm not in the studio writing music. You know, so it's always getting inspiration, you know, you never know what you're going to be writing next time. You you could, you could be watching a film or something and you think, oh and it, and it triggers something in your head in your okay. room in the studio and you're writing something like I said the the all of this neon thing Or come from just because watching Stranger Things it was just uh, crazy it weren't planned it weren't nothing it was just watching that program just put me into an 80s vibe again you know with the music so that sort of inspires you so you come up here and you're in synthwave mode and you you you're turning all your synthesizers on and you're trying to get back to the 80s sounds with them and you're you're trying to stay away from You're still trying to add some up to date sounds because you're bringing it up to date. You're bringing the sound up to date. So you're still using like the the new sort of drum machines and that. But yeah, it's really good. And like I say, trying to create a just a crazy world. You know, like if you watch like the old Blade Runner films and you listen to the soundtrack on them, it's just mind blowing. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I tried to do. You know, like with this hour, it's Dreams of Neon. It was on Neon 2. It's like this hour-long thing. It's yes. just, it, that's what it is. It's like this vangelis type world. You know, there's a bit with rain. Like I say, everything's in there. And then at the end of it, you're in a spaceship and it's about ready to explode, you know, and there's a countdown going on. And it's it's an old journey, the old thing. That's what I love about it. So, yeah, and, and, and hopefully I'll be getting that across with neon free as well there's, there's a lot of big long sort of epic sort of sounds and tracks in there and yeah so oh my mind's full of stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> once those creative energies get flowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, from the upcoming album then obviously due for release in summer you said do you have any personal favorite tracks on there that you can't wait for people to listen to
1: Fade to grey, I reckon, because it's the old sort of reason that I bought my first synthesizer anyway years ago. You know, I put that record on as a kid, but I bought the seven-inch. I couldn't believe the sounds I was listening to. I I didn't know nothing about synthesizers. I was like, what is this? You know, it was something completely different. I've never had the bottle to remix it because it's like when people recreate classic films and that, some things you just don't touch them, just... Just leave them. You're not going to better them or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever settled. You know, I'd put the keyboard on. I'd always play a bit of Fade to Grey, and I just Mm -hmm. thought, you know, I'm just going to add this digital blonde sound to it. Just see how it goes. And if it it don't sound that good, I'm not going to bother with it because it'll do more damage than good. You always get this sort of thing going on when you're touching classic tracks where... The people that do remember it won't want it touching, where the people that would like it don't remember the original. So you've got, like, this thing going on. Because me and John 00 Fleming, we remade the Jean-Michel Jarre song, Oxygen. Yeah. You know, it's a classic. He, he rang me up and said, oh, I reckon we should do Oxygen. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. How can you better that? It's like... I said, i tell you what, what I'm going to do is recreate the original. I'm going to clone it so I've got it sounding as it was, and then I'll try and update it with some dance drums and that. And we released it, and that turned out to be really good. We actually got our photo on the the front page of Jean-Michel Jarre's website. Oh, wow. He he actually liked it himself, and, like, it was crazy. And I'm like, wow. But his original 70s fans didn't like it, you know, they, they think, oh, it's just someone else trying to redo a Jean-Michel's art record. The new club scene people, they loved it. And um, like I say, he'd done that concert New Year's Eve and he actually sort of played it. So he played our version at his concert New New Year's Eve. Yeah. And he played a remix of it. So I'm looking forward to Fade to Grey just because it's totally different to it. And plus it's got a full vocal in it, the original vocal. and. Right so it's a bit different for me anyway because I don't really use vocals but yeah, so I've tried to keep all the synth sounds the same, Mm. you know because it was was all made on 70s synths and there was a big scene weren't there, the the Blitz Club it was, you know, you had like uh, Yazoo, Fates Grey you had all these, you had uh, Boy George come out of there there was a big movement in the 80s with all this synthesiser music Ultravox and all that it was a good sound though you know it was a good dance floor sound mm. and then um, yeah so lots of music out there <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean i don't have any further questions for you but thank you for giving this insight obviously you're a local leicester talent and it's nice to be able to promote that and yeah having listened to your music i thoroughly enjoyed it and i can only recommend that anyone listening to this interview go and check it out as well that's digital blonde that's blonde with an e on youtube do you have any other social media that you'd like to plug
1: just only i've got my facebook page in that it's summer i need to get my head around all this mm. social media stuff i'm still yes. new to it <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, yeah it, it is all out there on youtube people have uploaded all the songs and that uh, mm. yeah it's all out there to be played but yeah just play it sit back and See where it takes you. Marvellous. <laughs> so yeah, but thanks anyway. No problem at all. Thank
0: you so much, Ricky. And with that, we'll leave you guys to enjoy listening to one of Digital Blonde's tracks that he's kindly given us permission to showcase. This is Levanta.